This is episode number 201 of the Fearless Presentations podcast, the fastest, easiest way to eliminate public speaking fear. Want to absolutely eliminate public speaking fear? This podcast is the answer. Here's the guy who literally wrote the book on Fearless Presentations, Doug Stannard. Hey, welcome back to the Fearless Presentations podcast. I'm Doug Stannard, CEO of the Leaders Institute, and my goal is to help you become a fearless and confident speaker and presenter. This is the 201st episode. So for for uh, just for fun, a couple of years ago, when I was recording the 101st episode, <laughs> 100 episodes ago, um, I started a series of 101 public speaking tips. So I figured for fun, this time on the 201st episode, I would start a series of the same 100 tips but do it a second time, right? So I know, I, my humor is not that great. So, um, uh, but, but I think you'll get some good value out of these. We're, we're, for those of you who kind of listen to the podcast and, and say, man, just give me the tips without the fluff, you know, um, you, you folks are going to love the episode <laughs> or, or these next couple episodes anyway. Uh, by the way, make sure and subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. And also leave me a review or a comment uh, wherever you download the show, that really, really helps me get subscribers and and um, get more people to kind of listen to the the episode. So I, I really appreciate the feedback. Also, don't forget about our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash fearless presentations online. That's all one word, no punctuation, or you can just search for fearless presentations on YouTube and you'll find it. Uh, the, the episode, by the way, is sponsored by fearlesspresentations.com. So if you're looking for the fastest, easiest way to reduce public speaking fear and become a more persuasive speaker, we've got two-day classes coming up in Dallas, Austin, and Columbus next month. Um, we actually still have a few seats in each one of those. Um, we also have a virtual class also in May uh, that has a few seats left. I'd say it's pretty full, though. So if you're interested in any in seats in any of those classes, make sure to go to fearlesspresentations.com for details. All right, so let's get on with 101 public speaking tips. Okay, so in this episode, I'm going to begin a series of 101 public speaking tips that you can use as a roadmap to improve your presentation skills. Now, I have to go through them at lightning speed, though. There's a lot of these things. So if you want more details about any of the tips, or if you just want to see all of them visually, you can click the link in the show notes. That'll take you to more information and also give you additional reading about each one of the, the tips as we kind of go through them. So, so I'm going to start with four ways to design a good skeleton of a presentation. And point tip number one is to create a clear and specific title or topic. By the way, if you create a vague or general or generic title, you're going to have a vague or general or generic, really hard to deliver speech. So get specific and get focused and, and you'll actually have a much better presentation. You know, for instance, instead of talking about last year's financials, talk about how cost saving measures and increased sales led to higher profit. Remember in high school when you had to give book reports? It's really, really tiresome to hear 32 versions of a book report about Julius Caesar. But if your topic is Julius Caesar is a metaphor for high school peer pressure, 
eh, that's much more enjoyable. So tip number two is you want to limit your support to just a few really most important key points. Once you have a great topic, prove that your point is true or prove that your conclusion is valid by just using three, four, maybe five essential support items. So spend time developing those few key points versus adding more and more and more and more and more additional points. Your audience will only remember a few things that you cover. So make sure that those things that you cover are the critical, most important things. And if you have trouble, by the way, determining what your points are, what your main focus should be, then you probably want to go back to tip number one and just adjust your topic just a little bit. So tip number three is you want to add some stories. Stories are easy to remember and they're easy to deliver to an audience. So your nervousness will drop as you relay stories to your audience. Examples also help you prove your bullet points in a way that makes it easy for the audience to remember whatever it is that you're, you're talking about. Tip number four is you want to use stories as facts and figures. Most presenters like to create a long list of bullet points with facts and figures, but instead give your audience the story behind the numbers. For instance, you could say, number one, revenue increased by 10%. Number two, closing ratios went up by 3%. Number three, advertising costs decreased by 15%. And number four, profit went up 15%. If you say that, though, it's going to be quickly forgotten and it's going to take up a whole PowerPoint slideshow. However, if you say something like, at the beginning of last quarter, we changed our advertising strategy and focused more on repeat business from customers versus spending money to attract new clients. Um, we stopped sending mailers to the to mailing lists um, that we used in the past, and we we sent multiple mailers to past customers instead, and we were able to cut the mailing cost by 15%. The sales team had fewer leads and were able to spend more time developing repeat business. So this allowed them to increase their closing ratios by 3%. And, and total revenue actually went up by 10%. So since the cost went down as well, the combination of increased revenue and decreased advertising costs led to a 15% increase in profit. So even though that still has lots of data and details in there, it's much easier for, for the person who's speaking to remember that. And it's also much easier for the audience to remember it as well. And you don't need any bullet points to tell that story. So next, I'm going to cover nine public speaking tips that will actually help you reduce public speaking fear. So tip number five is you want to practice with a partner. So now that you have a good outline and the skeleton of a presentation is, is there, you can actually practice delivering that speech with a friend or coworker. So practicing alone is, is a bad idea because you are your own worst critic. And when you practice with a friend, though, you're going to get good visual feedback and verbal feedback from that person, hopefully, right? If it's a good friend anyway, and that will help you actually build your confidence. Tip number six is you want to avoid video feedback. Video feedback can be a fantastic way to grow as a speaker, but it can also scare the gooey out of a new speaker. So avoid video feedback unless you have an excellent coach professionally trained to go over it with you. Going it alone can actually cause lots of challenges. Tip number seven is you want to get good at delivering without notes and visual aids. Now, since you're practicing a fairly simple speech right now, you can practice it without notes. Just write down your three, four, or five key points on a slide or a flip chart, and then practice delivering the presentation by really developing your stories. You spend more time on those examples, and you'll do a whole lot better. So at this point, you'll only really need to remember which story you want to use for each one of those bullet points. So keep it simple, and you'll do, you'll do really, really well. 
Tip number eight, you got to realize that butterflies are normal. So at this point, as you practice, you might start to feel the butterflies in your stomach or other symptoms of public speaking fear. Don't worry, those symptoms are normal. However, as you as you practice once or twice, that nervousness should drop pretty dramatically. Tip number nine, what do you do if you lose your train of thought? So if you lose your train of thought and feel some panic, then one of a couple of things might be happening. You, you likely have a bunch of bullet points that are difficult to remember. And if so, go back through the earlier tips and design your speech differently. Um, if you're feeling lightheaded and confused, though, one of the things that you can do is tip number 10. Breathe, right? So when we get nervous, we tend to breathe more shallowly. When this happens, the speaker will not have enough oxygen, which makes you panic even more. And that's going to alter your breathing even more. It's going to, the panic will start to set in. So when you feel this happening, stop, take a deep breath, breathe from the diaphragm and, and hold it, you know, basically hold, hold that breath for just a second and then release it very slowly uh, to, to, and when you do, it'll keep that nervousness from getting out of control. So take a nice deep breath just before you say your first sentence, and it'll help you reduce that nervousness pretty dramatically. Tip number 11 is you want to realize that 90% of your nervousness doesn't show. <laughs> the honey, it's usually can't see the things like the butterflies. They're real. We feel them or the shaky hands or the sweaty palms. Those problems occur when we start thinking about the, the symptoms, though, rather than focusing on the audience or our topic. So, you know, with human nature, most people are focused on themselves, not on you. So focus on them, focus on the audience and two things will happen. First, they're going to like you more. And then number two, you're also going to relieve a lot of that nervousness when you stop thinking about yourself and start thinking about the audience. Tip number 12 is you want, uh, want to avoid writing your presentation word for word. Don't fall into the trap of writing everything out so that you don't forget something. Um, you'll, you'll be likely just to kind of read it to your audience and probably going to sound boring when you do that, unless you're just really, really good. So design your outline as we described earlier. It's going to help you sound better and it's going to help you feel more comfortable as well. So tip number 13 is you want to avoid memorizing your entire speech. Most people believe that if they just memorize that written speech, then they're going to sound a whole lot better when they read it. You know, because remember, we talked about how you're probably not going to sound great when you're reading that thing. It's possible. I mean, that's that's possible, but it's not likely. You know, more likely the speaker, whoever it is, if you're delivering this, you're, you're at some point going to forget something. And when that happens, you're going to panic. So instead, follow the guidelines that we've kind of talked about by developing your skeleton of a speech and memorize your stories, and you'll actually do a whole lot better. So this next series of tips will actually help you add energy and enthusiasm to your delivery. And so tip number 14 actually is to add more energy, add more enthusiasm, because enthusiasm is the absolute most important public speaking secret. If you have energy and enthusiasm, your audience will love you. Be excited about your topic, and your audience will actually be excited about your presentation. So tip number 15 is you want to talk with your hands. Now, we naturally speak with our hands, but for some reason, when we stand to speak, we tend to lock up our body language and lose a lot of our natural energy. So basically, a good thing to do is just kind of drop your hands and when you, when you start your speech and then use your hands to explain your points. By the way, if you tell a lot of stories, just like what we've suggested that you do here, that's going to happen really naturally for you. 
So tip number 16 is to make your gestures bigger. Small gestures, ones that are kind of below the shoulders and close to your body, they make you look weak. They make you look timid. The higher and wider your gestures are, the more confident you will appear when you when you speak. When we get nervous, we want we want a barrier between us and the and the threat. You know, we're seeing that audience as a potential threat, so we want a barrier between us and them. So those small gestures show that they threaten you. So make your gestures much bigger. So tip number 17 is to exaggerate your gestures in bigger venues. So as your audience gets bigger, so should your gestures. If you have to, if you have a, a stand, you know, most people call that thing a podium, but it's actually called a lectern. But if you're standing behind one of those stands, the things that you kind of put your notes on, your audience will not see your gestures unless you really exaggerate them. So make your gestures huge and that and that way you'll they'll kind of look normal to the audience. Tip number 18 is you want to speak faster. Want energy and enthusiasm in your presentation? Speak faster than you normally would. This tip actually goes against conventional wisdom in public speaking, but it's one of the really most valuable tips. One of the best things that you can do when you're you're just starting out as a speaker is just to speak faster. So when you talk faster, you add natural energy to your presentation. Think about the last time that you were really excited about something. How did you tell the people about it? <laughs> you know, you're telling your friends, your, your spouse, your coworkers, that kind of thing. Were you kind of slow and measured when you did it? Or were you speaking really quickly? <laughs> so basically, when you talk faster and your audience is going to get excited about your topic, and I know what you're thinking, and this is what everybody says, everybody else tells me to slow down. Well, everybody else doesn't get paid tens of thousands of dollars every time that they speak and are probably pretty boring when they speak as well. So if you want to be like them, yeah, sure, go ahead and do what they say. If you want to be a great speaker, though, speak faster. So tip number 19 is you want to move faster as well. So not only do you want to speak faster, but you want to move more and move bigger and then move faster as well. You know, for instance, When you walk to the front of the room, you don't have to run, but take about a half step faster pace than normal. If you walk like you're going to the gallows, you're going to suck the energy out of the room and leave the impression of being a boring speaker. Even before you get started, you didn't even started speaking yet. And they're already seeing that impression. However, if you move like you can't wait to get to the front of the room, you're going to push energy into the room when you do it. Tip number 20 is you want to speak up. Your voice is your best tool when you present, so you want to use it effectively. If you are quiet, the audience will question your authority on the subject. So increase your volume just a little bit to show the audience that you're in control. Tip number 21 is that you want to change your tone. So what do they call boring speakers, right? Monotone. So when we get nervous, especially when we try to memorize a presentation word for word, we tend to zoom through the presentation because we're afraid that we're going to forget something. Most often, a speaker will sound very monotone when he or she does this. By the way, this is a little different from the speaking faster that I mentioned earlier. Uh, the reason why most coaches will tell a speaker to kind of slow down is because most speakers kind of zoom through their memorized speeches with little or no emphasis on the content. So the tone stays the same all the way through. So instead, design your speech as, as the kind of like what we've talked about here, and you'll make a conscious effort to call attention to words or phrases that need emphasis. It makes a huge difference versus it makes a huge difference, right? 
All right. So last three tips I'm going to give you on this session, and then we'll break and I'll cover some more next week, are three ways to add impact and pizzazz to your presentation. So 22, you want to make your title audience focused, which is takes a little bit of explaining. So when you go back to that title that we talked about earlier, and when and you can redesign it so that it has a significant want of the audience. So basically just look at the title that you have written now and ask yourself, why does the audience need to hear about this? Why do they care? And so whatever the answer to that question is needs to be added into that title. For instance, if your title is project update and you follow and you follow that title with tip number 1 and and make it more specific, you may you might end up with the Smith building construction project update. You know, so a little bit better, right? But not great. Still doesn't tell us a whole lot. So go one step farther now, and um, and when you when you do is what what is the actual result of this update? What's the main concept? What it? Why does the audience care about what what's happening on the Smith Building construction project? So once you think about the answers to those questions, you might end up with a title like the Smith Building is two weeks behind schedule but we're going to be back on track by the end of the month. That's a much better title. It's audience focused. They can actually look at that and go, Oh, all right. I'm, I'm, I'm into what the person is speaking on because it has something to do with me. So tip number 23 is once you make your title audience focused, you want to go back to your bullet points now and make them audience focused as well. Um, so for instance, if, if is your, if your title is just Smith building project update, then you'd likely have dozens of possible points that you could cover from personnel, schedule, budget, project map, client meetings, community outreach, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. However, if the title is about how the project is behind schedule and our plan to keep to get back on schedule, you'll likely spend point number one talking about what happened to get you off track and tell a few stories about it. Then point number two and three are going to probably going to be a few things that we can do to get back on track with examples for each one of those as well. That's going to make your presentation much more interesting for your audience. And then the last one we're going to cover today is tip number 24, which is add more stories. I know it's we already covered that a little earlier as you want to add stories, but typically you can't have too many stories in your presentation. So, so um, the, the stories are what I call your ace in the hole in your presentation. So the more that you have, the better your presentation will be and the more your audience will like you. So I often hear statements from class members like, yeah, but presenters in my company don't tell stories. And I always respond with, well, I can pretty much bet that meetings and speeching, speeches within your company actually really suck then. <laughs> so they're probably not really that good. And then they almost always agree. So after you've had your skeleton presentation designed with a topic and a few key bullet points, and now you've made those bullet points in the topic really audience focused, you can go back improve each bullet point with uh, one or two stories as proof. And, um, and it will really, really, really help. So that seems like a good stopping point for this week. We're almost a quarter of the way, not quite there, but we're almost a quarter of the way. So if we're able to kind of get through the content uh, the way that I did on this one, then we can probably have all 101 bullet points in another three episodes. So next week, we're going to talk about some really cool things that you can do to fine tune your presentation. So don't miss next week's episode. We'll see you then. Bye, y'all.
Subscribe to this podcast for new public speaking secrets each week.